Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Lee Green at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturdays for Vets with Sister Lorraine Brown, with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central, followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website www.tpvradio.com radionetwork.com Walk with us family Let's go At Javina Distributing We got your covering For your winter and summer needs One size fits all To order yours today Please message them on Facebook At Javina Distributing Or call 616 616- 929-2991 or 517-489-6923 or you can order from the website www.allsportsheadgear.com and type in promo code SIRON2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. At Michelle's Products, care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and strength. 
stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to TPV Virtual Radio. It's live right now on the Psalmist Voice on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. It is, it, is, it is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the Psalmist Voice. This is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, Are you ready, ready to walk? walk? Let's go! What's good, family? This your boy, the Thomas Voice, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton. And you're listening to the Thomas Voice Radio Network. Walk with us, family. Let's go!
listening to the Spin Award nominated. It's the Psalmist Voice. Reload it right now on TPV Radio. It feels like 44, it's 50 degrees, wind is blowing, 
it's cold, but we were in the 70s, mid-70s all last week. So, yeah, of course, in Texas, that's considered cold. But, of course, when we go to the other neck of the woods, y'all see that this weather from the CTX is nothing compared to my family. So, Minister Siron, how is it in your neck of the woods? <laughs> well, uh, right now, we got 34 degrees with a real feel of 35. So we're having a mild day. Believe it or not, where I'm at, we don't got no snow, but a good 30 miles from me, they got over eight inches of snow last night. Good. Yeah, so so we good right now in Lansing. We good in Lansing right now. Well, I know Pasadena is in the area, and I know there's different temperatures for different stuff. So, Pastor Gene, how is it in your neck of the woods? Oh, it's about the same. I'm about uh, probably an hour away from Lansing, and we're right we're right on their tail. So it's about the same. No snow, okay. and we hope no snow. <laughs> uh, I want to go skiing. Oh, well, I miss the snow. I'm just saying, because it keeps you nice, keeps your skin skin tight. It doesn't age you as well when you have when you're in a state that's cold, that has winter. But anyway, that's my own pet peeve. But anyway, brother John, how is it in the Gulf Coast? Well. I'm not like you, brother. I don't miss snow at all. They can keep it. They can have it. Amen. But right now here on the Gulf Coast, it is 68 degrees. And for those that live in the south, that is mild, almost cold for us because it's raining and damp. So it just makes a nasty, horrible, cold day. So... That's where we're at on the Gulf Coast. If you're on the Gulf Coast, it's 68 degrees, it's damp, it's raining, and it is kind of cold. So make sure you wear a light jacket and make sure you don't stay out in this stuff too long like I did the other day. And you get all stuffy and stopped up. So, amen. But that's where we're at on the Gulf Coast, man. See, but, Brother Don, you're in an area where it's deceptively cold one minute. And then all of a sudden, the temperature just drops. So I'm oh, like, yeah. now I, I can understand why you would get under the weather because I know you, you know, you out there getting your workout on and staying fit and stuff. And then next thing you know, the weather snaps. That's just yeah. Just thing. Yeah, that's a good, but we got you, brother. Day, day I woke up and went to work. It was 39 degrees. There it is. When I got off of work, it was 75 degrees. Ooh. So you're right at some point with that. Good night. Man. Yeah. Well, let, let's get let's get down to business. Let's get our shots out the way. Uh, of course, we don't uh, give too much attention to the, the reality show of what's going on in our nation. But, of course, it's our mandate as believers to lift up our president, our leaders, and it's our mandate to do so. So I'm just excited. 
what God's about to do in this season. I'm not trying to get caught up in all that stuff. So if you want politics, you're in the wrong place. You can go to CNN, Fox News, and all the other Christian affiliates for your political stuff because we don't do it here. Just saying. But anywho, got to give a shout out to the family, my family, my media family. Of course, you, TPV Radio family. Love y'all. Of course, got to give a shout out to the first lady here. Shanice Newton, God bless you, babe, for what you do here over at TPB Radio. Also, got to give a shout-out to my kiddos, CJ, Tajanique, Jalen, Tyreek, Ian, and Tajane. Daddy loves you all to pieces. And I can't forget my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not just saying this, y'all. Now, if you've been following the journey, I just received my last surgery. Now, I am 95% pain-free. Now, if that's not something to give God praise for, I don't know what it is. So, I'm a little bit extra amped up, if you want to put it that way. I just thank God for the journey through the whole process for me finally feeling normal. Now, you guys are like, what does that mean, feel normal? Well, I was in a car accident, got broken up. I got a whole bunch of metal and and wires and stuff like that. We tease all the time that I'm the $3 man because I'm so hooked up with all this metal and wires in me. But guess what? I thank God for the advancement of science and medicine and things like that. Now, wisdom brought me on this path because I didn't want to be in pain for the rest of my life because that was the diagnosis. But God, now, when there's situations that come in your life, there's presentations of how you can be at least a little bit normal. Well, I was one of those to take the option. I was the guinea pig and it worked. Thank God. And now, I'm wired up, charged up, and I'll I'll tell y'all a little bit later what I'm talking about. But anyway, I'm feeling great. I praise God for what he's about to do. 2021 is exciting. I know y'all been seeing the Facebook feeds and the videos and all that stuff. But anyway, stay tuned. Anyway, I'm done with all my plugs. So I'll hand it over to Pastor Gene, then Brother Don, then Minister Siron. What's your shout-out, family? You have the floor. You want to go, brother? Amen, amen. <laughs> Praise God. First and foremost, I got to give a shout-out to Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, because, you know, family, he never ceased to amaze me. Each and every day is new, and each and every day he's he comes in and shows me new and taking me and my family to new heights. So I got to give him a shout out. Got to give a shout out to my wonderful, lovely wife. Um, she's just nothing short of amazing. She's really kept me grounded and rooted. and She's doing amazing things and sacrifices for this family. So I got to give her a shout out. Got to give a shout out to my children. You know, they are just wonderful and I'm just so thankful God's given to me in this season of my life that I can experience to see their father and, and raising and bringing them up. 
and the grandkids, family. I got to give a shout-out to them, too. And I want to give a shout-out to TPV Ministries, Pastor Chris, First Lady Shanice, and all that they do and inviting you in and just making me part of the family, you know, because it's, it's a wonderful thing when you align yourself with someone that is really truly on the vision that God has given them, and they're just welcoming you in with loving arms and just thank God for them and TPG. I can't forget about Bishop Horn over at KBRG. Um, you know, give a shout out to him and what them guys do each and every day. You know, so but that's it for me, sis. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Um, I'd like to first of all give honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because truly, if it were not for him, none of us would be here today. Amen. So I just Amen. praise him and glorify him because of who he is and, and because of the love and the sacrifice that was uh, freely given up to us so that we could be restored to him and the Father. I thank God today for my entire family. I thank God for his keeping power during this time that we're going through in the world, that God has proven himself faithful to us all, that he's kept us, he's kept us safe. Amen. Um, And I just praise God for the ministry, this ministry, this radio ministry. I thank him for the opportunity he continues to give us to come forth and minister the word of God. And so I just bless the Lord, and I bless each and every one of you all today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Mama. Brother, Mr. Siron, you have the floor. Of course, uh, I'm going to follow suit because we all here for the same purpose, to glorify our Heavenly Father through the life and teachings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as empowered by the Holy Spirit. Without them, our reason to exist wouldn't be here. And just to our co-laborers in the faith who have continued to truly be on the front lines during this troubled times, physically, mentally, and spiritually, most importantly, of course, my wife who stands by my side and walks with me as I minister in my family, but also to everyone out there who is putting themselves on the line, working each and every day so that we can continue to receive the services that give us our life of convenience from the gas station attendant to the McDonald's cash ear to the people who working in the factories. I thank God for his children who continue to work hard for us and may God just bless us. Everyone in ministry, I thank you for all you do. And brother, it's not without being said, your 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 show is uh you are the spiritual church that people are, are looking for. Many have been hoping to go to the building and sit down and be filled with the spirit. All they gotta do is just tune in and listen to the men and women of God on TPV radio and they'll get the same type of spirit that they need to glorify God. And with that, back to you, Chris. Amen. So I praise God and I'm honored and humbled, but of course, you know, Jesus Christ is the center of everything. And I praise God for being open for him to download what he needs to download. And I thank you, TPV family, 
here uh, at TBB Radio. I thank all of you for what you've done in my life, my wife's life. I thank God for your respective ministries. I thank God for you being available when you can be doing other things today. I truly honor all of you, and I thank God for you. And the best is yet to come. Not a cliche, but a fact, Jack. Under the influence of the Holy Ghost, I'm no prophet, but I know what God's about to do. So let's strap up and get it in. So let's get it. Let's go. So I'm going to play one more song because, of course, this is a psalmist voice. So we like to set the atmosphere just a little bit. And then you're going to hear us for a good hour and some change and eat this heavy meat. That God is given to start off the new season in 2021. But of course, we're starting a little early. So family, what's my lane? Your anointing is for you. Another Uh-oh. one. Yes, another one. So family, sit back, relax. You're listening to the hottest, most controversial off the meat rack Christian radio show in the land it's the psalmist voice reloaded with the familiar brother don miss zyron and of course the incomparable pastor gene homer so when we come back it's time to eat so family y'all know what time it is right but i just gotta know one thing Are you ready? No! I said, are you ready? CPC Radio Family, are you ready to walk? Well... I'm ready to walk. I know the radio family's ready to walk. So, familiar, Brother Don, Mrs. Iron, Pastor Gene, are you ready to walk? Yeah. Yes, sir. Let's go. Well, like Mama said, let's get it. Let's go. So, here we go. We're going to play some songs for the holiday. Of course, we got my my very good friends, Angelo and Veronica. He is not a baby anymore. And of course, we're going to have another jam to get us hyped up. So sit back, relax. You're listening to the hottest Christian radio show in the land. The Thomas Voice Reloaded. When we come back, what's my lane? Your anointing is for you. We'll be back. The sound of the
Everybody's running late. Are you serious? Yes. And I hope they make it. Oh, they make it. They may be late, but they'll make it. Well, they better make it, because we've got a lot to do. Love him like I do. Love him like I do. That's why I love him like I do. Love him like I do. Love him like I do. 
What's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Summer's Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. And now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! www.tpbradionetwork.com or blocktalkradio forward slash tpbradio or right here 515-605-9873 we have the familiar in the building 
So here's the TPP icebreaker for today's hot topic. What's my name? What's my, what, what's my name? Anyway, what's my name? Your anointing is for you. Here we go. Spiritual blind spots make you look in the mirror and exactly what is going on around you. The good news is that we have the Holy Spirit who lives within us to help us expose those blind spots. Now, the Bible talks about spiritual blindness and how it affects our souls to those around us. None of us are perfect, but we believe we are perfect. We are lying to ourselves. Uh Uh-oh. We are walking in spiritual darkness because the enemy has blinded us. But Jesus chose to cleanse us from our sins and die from every imperfection, including our blind spot. How to stay in God's plane by checking your spiritual blind spot. One of the things I've learned about when I began to drive was to check my blind spot. We've all been there. My father explained where it was on the car and how you physically turn your head away from the front of the car to the side of the car before going into another lane. The reason there is a blind spot where cars change its lane that you can't see in the mirror. Too often we focus on growing in faith in the most obvious, but what about less obvious corners of our life? Are you watching out for your spiritual blind spot? What good? Let's get into the show. We got Pastor Gene, Brother John in the building, and Minister Siron will be with us momentarily. So, family, here we go. Now, of course, the icebreakers always throws us off, right? And you, y'all know me. I'm not going to just give you one thing and not give you a multiple of different plethoras of what God is trying to say. Now, starting this thing off, we're talking about what? Well, we're talking about the office. Uh-oh. We're going to get in trouble with just this one alone. Now, the offices, which were all preached, we we all been preached about, and the breakdown, of course, is in Ephesians chapter four, verse eleven, and I will go ahead and read that from my very favorite version of the Bible. Thanks to Pastor Gene, I love this version of the Bible, especially for New Testament texts, because it gives you. A real deal of things It breaks it down So here we go Reading out of the Passion Translation And it goes a little something like this Ephesians 4 and 11 And he has appointed some With grace to the apostles And some with grace to the prophets And some with grace to the evangelists And some with grace to be pastors and some with grace to be 
chief teachers. Let me read verse 12 to tie this in. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own work of ministry. Okay, here we go. This is going to be one of those, y'all. Yep, I had to stop it. So, let's break this down. Now, what I loved about this text, y'all, especially from the Passion Translation, it brings some key words to mind. It says, he has appointed some with grace. This includes all of the calls that we in today's time like to add to our name or we've been anointed to walk in these offices. Now, key word, some with grace to be. Here's another key word. For all the offices, do we see this? Are we nurturing and preparing all believers to do their own work of ministry? Uh-oh. Yeah. I yeah, we yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I had to <laughs> I had to stop that for a second. When I saw that family, it stopped everything. When I was preparing this, and I I have to share this with you guys after the show, uh, this whole series. But what came to mind was these words. Are we nurturing in the offices that God has appointed? Uh Uh-oh. So this is where a lot of us get lost. We don't know our lane, and we don't know our anointing. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'll say it again. We don't know our lane. We don't know our anointing. Why is that? So I didn't even get into the beginning of, the, uh, of this lesson, but I need to hear from the family with this one. And I thank Brother Don for pointing this out early in the week. In regards to this Now I'm going to go Of course I'm going to let Pastor Jean break this down Because she has the wisdom With this Pastor Jean What is the deal We have All of these offices (laughs) (laughs) Some of us Have the grace To be in these offices But yet Mm -hmm. Our calling is to nurture and prepare the saints. Why aren't we leading our people in their right lane, in their right anointing and purpose? That's a two-parter, but I got to hear this from you because I'm like, what Mm -hmm. in the world? So... You know you're starting stuff. You know you're starting stuff. Here we are, two yeah, weeks from yeah. Christmas. And Pastor Chris, you know you're starting stuff. Mm. Yes, ma'am. Mm. <laughs> let's, let's, I'm trying to be nice now. I'm trying. Lord help me. 
let's move on down to verse 14, at which oh, yeah, begins, and then our immaturity will end. Now, let's mm. take 14 and put it up here in the, in the beginning of 11. Uh, and I want to say that possibly our problem is there is too much immaturity in the gifts. Say what? Yeah. Maybe there, maybe there, uh, there needs to be a little more maturity in the fivefold so that they, in turn, can reach the body. Mm. I, I, I want to go back to number eleven, and I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers. Amen. Yes. I'm just yes. saying, Amen. if we look at the condition of the church right now, we've got to get to the place where we take some responsibility and accountability for where we are as a body. And I'm speaking Amen. to me first, so don't think I'm bashing anyone. But during this entire year, have we, the church, looked within ourselves to see what our responsibility of, of accountability has been? For the flock, in the midst of it all, Pastor Chris, Mm. it says in verse 11, he has appointed some with grace. What does that mean? Mm. Grace is the favor of God. Grace is the empowerment of God to do what he has selected you to do. Amen? Grace is the realization that I myself cannot do this. I must surrender my will to the will of the Father so that I can be trained, restrained, and anointed to come forth in power and ability and do what God has called me to do within the body. Amen? Let's look at it. Each one he broke down. He said, I appointed them with grace. I appointed them with grace. I appointed them with grace. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teachers, I have given them the level of grace needed in order for them to fulfill the call that I've called them to. How many of us, Pastor Chris, have a revelation of the fact that we must appropriate the grace to please God with the calling. Hello. Yep. Or how, how many of us are waiting for the opportunity rather than submitting to God for God to bring us forth? You know, wow. one thing about immaturity is you think you got something. This is what I find. I found when I was immature. I have a gift, and I just can't wait for God to use me. I'm looking for every opportunity, every pulpit. Somebody acknowledge me over here, back here. I I mm-hmm. can say the loudest amen. Well. I can parade in with all of my entourage. I can do all of that because you know what? I want somebody to see how gifted I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's immaturity because the Bible clearly tells us that the gift will make room for itself. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I found recently that when I am so Uh-oh. with the Spirit of God, when that is my 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 uh, focus. Know God hmm. and be known by God. Do you know what? Then God appoints. 
and right. God's position and God use it because now I'm appropriating the said grace that empowers me and God can trust me with that gift that I will mm. not draw attention to myself but I will draw attention to him because he is the one that deserves the glory. So let's look back and see our maturity level. We cannot mature the body if we're still immature. And I'm done. Mm. Amen. Minister Siron, I would love to hear from you. Your thoughts on this. This is a barn burner. Your thoughts. Well, First, um, Pastor Gene with the Uh-oh, he dropped off. All right, <laughs> Brother Don, we'll go to you, and then we'll go back to Minister Siron. You know, I don't want to call on you too much because I know you're under the weather, but uh, I want to oh, hear your take amen. on this one. Amen, amen, amen. You know, it's interesting that that you, well, I shouldn't say interesting because you know what the word in the land today is understanding grace, and this is somewhere where I've been in my studies understanding grace. But you know the thing about when we're people are gifted to do something, and most of the time, pastors, family. In order to really truly lead the people, you must go through it first. And I think that the immaturity level that Pastor Gene was talking about is people are refusing to go through what God is leading or having them lead the people through. So what are you going to do? You're going to lead them in circles. You're going to lead them around in, in, in different doctrines and things that isn't of God. But I think what we have to do is, uh, as Pastor Gene said, learn how to appropriate that grace because we're going to go through it. We're going to go through it as well. You know, the best thing I heard the other day uh, was we have to eat the scroll as we teach. We have to eat the scroll first. We have to be the first partakers of it. And that takes a level of maturity, you know, because I can't help but to go back to Apostle Paul. When Apostle Paul was planting churches, he was preaching, teaching, he was doing all these things. But yet in 2 Corinthians, I believe it says he was irritated. He was irritated, and God had said, my grace is sufficient for thee. So the more we learn about grace, the more mature we become, the more effective we will be in those gifts and calling. You know, because um, me and Pastor the other day was talking, you know, there's a point in time where the gifts and calling isn't going to do it. It's going to be the fruit of it, you know, because... Uh, there's a passage in Matthew, I want to say Matthew uh, 27, where uh, um, they were standing before the Lord, and they said, didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I preach in your name? Didn't I cast out demons in your name? Man, when said, I just talk. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, go ahead Brother Don. Yeah, but, I mean, these are our gifts and callings. These are all things that, that are done, you know, but where's the grace to go along with it? Where's the relationship to go along with it? You know, so so that's my take. Amen? Amen. Brother Siron, Brother Mr. Siron, yeah, I heard you. We were just talking about that. So 
you have the floor. What's the problem, man? We don't do we well, walk in our offices for grace or are we just doing it for personal, you know, stuff? I don't know. I'm confused. Your take. Well, first I was agreeing with Pastor Gene with the maturity before I got, you know, it, it, I don't know what happened. But that's absolutely right. And when I was just saying, I thought I was new, and I was just saying, I was just talking about that. This is funny. It's not like ha-ha funny. It's not bad funny. It's what I'm saying. like, man, the Spirit of God is all in what's happening at this time. Because Pastor, me and Brother Don have held a conversation just this past week, and he was sharing some things with me that was powerful and had me take a moment to look at a couple of things as you all know I spent a lot of time in Jesus just looking at what he said what he taught how he did things and brother Don kind of reminded me you know okay that's 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 great and all and it's something that we all must do and he, he, he gave a verse from Ephesians and at that moment it's like okay, I see. I see where the, the grace is coming in on a lot of people, and he did mention on eating the scroll. And as I, I was listening to what was being said, let's look at Moses and Paul. Moses didn't feel qualified, and most people would have never qualified Paul based on what he did. But God took both of those men that. One didn't feel qualified, and one wasn't. He was killing people. He was not being a nice guy, but God chose him. And it was the grace that qualified them to teach, to lead, to share, and to grow. And at the, right now as we're talking, that's what I'm saying. Okay, now I can understand why so many people can relate to Paul why so many people look back at Moses and Aaron because how they were brought into glorifying God is how many other people myself included were brought there I mean I might have been in the church when I was young but I can't qualify myself I can't teach myself the things of God God's Holy Spirit does that as was mentioned by Pastor Jane, got to submit to it and listen to what the Spirit is actually saying. And then thought about nurturing. As I was listening to the nurturing, my mom nurtured me. She was a single mom, low, at the, low on the bottom of the income, but she nurtured me and my sister. She taught us things. But that didn't mean there wasn't times when she was firm and made sure that the point that she was teaching was getting across and we wouldn't take it for a joke up to and including now I'm not telling nobody to go out there and spank nobody now and, and start flogging each other but she even spanked me growing up and today's society wants it, everything soft they want everything to oh it's okay you're a winner too you lost by 53 points but you get a, a trophy so people want soft they want a ministry that don't make them feel bad by having to look at 
the wrongs they've done. And that's what I like about TPV ministry. Person listening to you, they're going to take a little time to look at themselves if they have, to quote Pastor Gene, any maturity. And if they're really, truly hungry enough to quote Pastor Don, eat that scroll. And so I've just been enjoying what's been going on. It's, it's all right, y'all. Amen. I'm done. Amen. Yes, sir. I mean, I don't know why God had me go here, but, you know, again, anytime God prepares a word, I always have to do an Excel of, you know, self-analysis. Now, the concept of grace, the concept of Maturity, the concept of spiritual blind spots. Now, I was going through all these. These this just past year, I went through all these. Now, when you're told that you don't have the grace to do what God calls you to do by folk, by your constituents, that hits you. Then you develop this thing called a blind spot where. God is giving you the revelation, but he wants you to seek him. But you keep looking in the blind spot to find it, and it's not going to be there. I'm going somewhere. Now, when it comes to the maturity, personally, I've grown a lot. Not just boasting my own head and make my own sound all good, but the spiritual growth of Chris. The natural growth of the man, Chris, they have been hand in hand. Because, as y'all know, I'm, I like to say, we're going to go ham and cheese. Well, that's usually been my motto as the natural man. I'm going to go ham and cheese in everything. But everything doesn't require me to go ham and cheese. Now, what I'm learning in this office is that I have a responsibility not only for myself, but for the people that are listening. Now, in order for me to be effective, I have to go through the press. I have to co-sign in with Brother Don, eat the scroll. What does that mean? Well, it's relational, right? We've been talking about this for the last six months. We've got so caught up in our stuff that we got our degrees. So that means I don't have I'm not an office of an apostle because I went to school or I've been appointed by a council to be an apostle or a bishop. Now listen, I'm not knocking you. Okay? So as always, stop going leading too far into it. What we're breaking down is a lot of folks some, not all, are self-appointed. They're not mature enough to handle the mantle. Now, what I've learned, eating the scroll means eating the whole word, right? So how can we link everything together that we go through in this spiritual walk only half-baked? Uh-oh. I'll wait. Yeah. And honestly... I was one of those too. I was half-baked. I didn't have the whole word. 
I didn't have it. I was going based on my studies of homiletics, apologetics, all that stuff. But what I'm learning in this season is that God is toughening me up. What do I mean? I've gotten to the point that I'm sensitive enough in the spirit that if Pastor Jean called me and she said, look, uh, Thomas, you're a little off base. You going off the deep end. Now, our ego, uh-oh, listen, as certain offices get in the way. I'm not saying everybody does this, but some of us. When we become a certain office, we get this arrogance about us. Uh-oh. Now, it's okay to grow in the offices. Not saying it's a bad thing, but our main objective is to grow the flock. So why aren't we doing that? Well, it's because we have our own agendas, our own stuff going on. So let me read this real quick. Now, it's very important to note that the purpose for which these various offices and ministries in the church were given is for the equipping of the saints for the work of service. Now, in the wisdom of God, not your seminary, the wisdom of God. Now, if you got yours, God bless you. Ain't no knock, but I'm just reading what the word says. Now, the offices of the church are not called to do all of the work of service. Rather, their function is equipping. Uh-oh, I don't think they ain't going to like this. They're going to cut us off, Pastor Gene. Here we go. <laughs> Rather, their function is equipping others in the church so that they can work, can do the work of the ministry. Now, we yeah. get that mixed up too, Pastor Gene. We want yes, them to, we, we equip the people to do the work for our ministry. Does it say that in the word? No. It says equipping others in the church so that they can do the work of ministry, not my ministry. That's Amen. where we go wrong. Amen. Simple mm -hmm. mathematics mm -hmm. should reveal that if we equip others to do ministry, that we have multiplied our efforts and effectiveness. Now, I love that because we're supposed to be building the kingdom, not building. Amen. I'm talking about people. Now, this mm -hmm. is why people don't know they're lame, Pastor Gene. This is why people don't know what their anointing is, Pastor Gene, because we're equipping the people to do the work for our ministry, not of Amen. ministry. It's two different Amen. words. So, Pastor Gene, what is the problem? You have experience in this, and I, I know you've seen this. Let, what is going on? We have a direct order from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul was the letter writer of this text, but guided by the hand of God. He gave us the word. He gave us the instructions. He told us to multiply. This will multiply 
our efforts of effectiveness if we equip the body for the work of ministry. Your thoughts. Amen, brother. You know, the thing that comes to mind is I cannot lead people where I've never been. I could have been called to be a leader, but if I've never been on the journey, how can I take you where I've never gone and lead you there? I want to go back and just give a definition of grace because, you know, God reminded me that we read the word, but we don't really have an accurate revelation of what that word is saying. When God talks about uh, he's appointed some with grace. Now, this is my definition of grace. It says, grace is a confident and trusted security in God's promises, gifts, and a satisfaction within of God himself. That's that's what grace is. So so what am I saying here? That if if I know that the, the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to me that you've been called to teach or called to preach or called to prophesy or called to be an apostle, right? Then that that God will affirm that gift. He will put other people in my life and they they will see that gift in operation a lot of times before I even begin to I, I begin to walk in it. Amen? If if we want to look in the Bible, let's look at David. Before, long before David was anointed to be a king, God was training him to shepherd, to shepherd his sheep, to, to be a good shepherd, to risk his life for the sheep, to tend the sheep, to care for the sheep. And these were his father's sheep. Amen. So Amen. during the course of, but not only was he learning outwardly to take care of the sheep. But God separated him to develop his relationship with his spiritual father. So by the time he got to Goliath, amen, he had already been anointed to be king over his people, but it had not manifested, but he had been anointed to do it, amen? So when he got to Goliath, that that anointing within him, that gift within him, was stirred because he saw that this giant, this enemy of God, was attempting to defile God's people. Because of the grace, because of the gift, because of the anointing, he was able to rally to and defeat the enemy of God because he had been graced to do it. What was the difference in David and Saul and the army and David's brothers? None of them have been graced to do what David was given grace to do. And that was to destroy not only Goliath, but his brothers also. Amen. So, so let's look at how powerful grace is. We need to understand it's imperative that we receive the revelation of grace so we can be not just doing the work, but uh, being effective for the kingdom with the work that we're doing. Amen? 
when I look at the definition of grace, what does that tell me? That even though may God have, has called me to do something, do I have the confidence within myself that, that, that God himself will lead and guide me, empower me, even if I have to meet Goliath on the battlefield? Is my confidence in God or is my confidence in the gift? Amen? Mm. As, am, am, do, I have, do I have a trusted security in, in his word or his promise to me? That I've called you to shepherd a people and my spirit will go before you, just as I went before Moses. Do I, have I developed that relationship, that one-on-one with the Lord that David developed when he was out shepherd, shepherding his father's sheep? Amen? Do, Amen. That, that, that when I am stepping or, or, or when I'm walking, thank God and I see something that's attacking what God has given me. Let the Spirit of the Lord arise within me and say, you uncircumcised Philistine, who do you think you are? I'm cutting your head off. You will be no more. Do we have that inside of us when we see the enemy coming against what God has called us to do? Can we rally to the battle? Are we equipped? Do we have that confidence that we can cut the enemy's head off and say, I, you better get out of the way because the Lord has called me to do this. Mm. Come on, people of God. Have we done our homework with the Lord? Do we know, do we have the confidence that God within us is greater than anything this world could throw at us because the Lord has failed? Hmm. Mm. Satisfied? I, Have, are we satisfied? Are we mature to the level that we're satisfied with the Lord? Are we satisfied mm. with what God has given us to do? Mm. Ah, sometimes, you know, we want to take the mountain, but I tell people all the time, look out for the valley. Every mm-hmm. mountain has a valley. You got to go right. through the valley to get to the mountain a lot of times. But we have our eyesight on the mountain, and, and you know what? We're not equipped for the valley. Mm. Wow. And that, wow. That's exactly, see, you broke that down so perfectly. Because I was taught that the hard way. That's the first thing that's taught. We want to go on top of the mountain, but we're unprepared to go through the valley. Now, we want to pass go and collect $200 without going around the board. And when we miss those little things, the valley experience is where you receive the lame, and your anointing. Why? Because the valley experience, Pastor Gene, Brother Don, and Minister Siron, is the breaking. It's the process. Amen. It's Amen. It's the self-reflection. It's the seeing the ugly you. It's to see the minister or a pastor or whatever you. The whole valley experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is like 
the 40-day and 40-night uh, testing that the devil gave to Jesus. The devil spoke to Jesus in his valley. So how do you think you're going to reach the mountain if you don't go through the valley? That was a valid point, Pastor Gene, because we want to skip that. We want to get our degrees. Mm -hmm. We want to become this and that in the kingdom for folk. Mm -hmm. What I've Mm -hmm. learned is that it's not the people that validate you. It's God that does. Amen. And God, you know, I don't have to say, oh, well, I'm pastor so-and-so. What the individual automatically know when we open up our mouth that that's who we are. They don't got to guess it. They ain't got to say, oh, well, let let me see your credentials or let me see your title. They'll know who you are just by when you open up your mouth. The valley experience in this is critical to what of knowing what our lane is and and knowing what our anointing is. But I'm going to take a break because I'm going to end up going ham and I'm trying to stay calm. So, Brother Don, your <laughs> thoughts, and then you take it, Minister Siron. You have the floor. Amen. Amen. I just got to go back, um, Pastor Chris. When you were ministering, the Lord had just dropped in my spirit, you know, about Grace and how important it is that we stay in our lane. And, you know, the Lord just dropped in my spirit that, you know, part of the reason that we don't see the effectiveness and people not operating in their gifts and calling is because of selfishness, which comes from pride. You know, and then I, and then I begin to kind of visualize, think about it if, you, if you're building a home. Are you going to have the carpenter do all the plumbing? Are you going to have the electrician put all the shingles on? Or if you even went to that guy and then one guy said, I can do the whole thing for you. I'm I'm a master at all things, all trades, all whatever you need. You don't need nobody else but me. You would look at that individual and think he was crazy. Mm -hmm. Not denying that he might be good in some areas, but you know there's other areas that he may or may not can do as well as somebody that is designed that that's that that is gifted in that area. See, we gotta understand this isn't our body, this isn't our people, this isn't our church. We've been called to help with this. And I think, you know, when, when what came to mind was is is, you know, the Spirit of the Lord said, Look at look look at what Saul did. I know he just saw to be king, but he got so selfish, he wanted to be free too. And look what happened. He not only wanted to be king, but he wanted to be priest as well. And it wasn't his time. It wasn't time for that. It was time for him. He was gracious. He got enough gifting just to be king. And God anointed him to be king. But he got so caught up in the selfishness of the accomplishments of the accolades of the, the approval, the validation that he moved away from what his anointing was and moved into something that wasn't selfishness because he wanted all the glory. He wanted to heap it on himself. Mm. You know, and that's the thing that, that not only that we're talking about as leaders, but us as the body, we have to start discerning some of this amongst our leaders. Yeah. 
Because we're the ones that's following. We have to discern is this, this one stop shop all you can get or just open and close the door. You know, that that isn't scriptural. You know, you try the spirit by the spirit. We have to know what we're signing and getting into. You know, we, we do. We have to use that level of discernment. Amen. Amen. And that and that's key. Mr. Siron, I know you chomping at the bit. You have the floor. Listening. Listening in. You said, Chris, stand in their lane. Knowing who you are. For some people, that's also the problem. They know what God called them to do. They're being who God called them to be. And when a person ain't like them, sometimes they get angry. And they tell you how wrong you are. And that it should be like this and it should be like that. And it should be like this. There are some people that God has called and used to get those who are in leadership focused and right now it's just like everybody wants an epiphany everybody wants to say something that is profound and spiritual and I normally don't use words like we us and everybody but I've struggled with that myself wanting to make sure I got the right thing to say wanting to make sure that everything that I say is so profound from what I just got in my spirit that it's going to be all that well maybe for you and for people who uh, think like you and want the truth as God has given it to whom you are they ain't always like that and because a person is a teacher and not a pastor his maturity is going to be different yeah. the person is a prophet someone else an evangelist, their maturity is going to be different. Because the maturity is different, it don't make them immature. It just means you matured in a different area. And that's where grace is an important thing because where people fall short, God recognizes that his son came, that our wholehearted attempts would be honored, that we won't be dropped off and left unloved and lost for eternity because we did never receive his grace. And as a body, my hand don't care that my foot got a shoe on it or what's happening with my foot as long as my hand is okay with itself and I can scratch my leg and different things. Well, I need my whole body. The church needs its whole body. And as long as my hand is functioning like it's supposed to and the rest of my body's functioning, then I should be okay for the most part. But there are things that still grow inside of us that we don't want. It's a lot like cancer. It's a lot like the flu. might even be a lot like the coronavirus. Come from something that was consumed, that you thought was edible, and then it made you and everybody else sick and infected. And some people don't care. We got to love each other, not just gushy, gushy, soft, soft, say it gentle. Sometimes people need to be put in their place. Sometimes people need to hear the harsh truth 
in order for them to grow, in order for them to walk in their calling, in order for them to have their anointing. And it's something that we got to work on, all of us together, myself included. My flaws, sometimes they're so evident, it's just clear as the nose on people's face. And sometimes I know my flaws there too, but I throw it out there to see how people going to treat me afterwards. See if they're going to practice what they preach or they're just going to preach. And that's it. Wow. That's, that's powerful. Now, what we've learned, and, oh, I don't, we got, we got uh, another caller uh, family. Uh, let me put you on. 4247, you are live on the Summer's Voice Reloaded. God bless you. Well, blessings, my brothers. Um, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just listening in. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no problem. We appreciate you. We appreciate you calling in. Thank you so very much. I'll put you back on mute. No problem. Thank you again for calling in. You more than welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'll put you back on mute. Well, what we're what we've been talking about is very, very touchy, to say the least. Now, what we have to understand, like everyone's been saying, the family's been on it, the spirit of God's been on this, is that there are, this is what's going on right now. There are different philosophies of church ministry in our world today. Now, do you remember I used to always say the man, dates, and doctrines? Remember that? I always, always say that all the time. Well, we're starting to see the evidence right now with not knowing our lane and knowing our anointing. A lot of us don't know. The, the, the self-proclaimed prophets come and say this and say that. Not all, but some. Half the stuff don't come to, pa- come to pass, and we're confused. And a lot of us end up stumbling on a lane that we're really not called to be in. Uh-oh. I'll throw myself out there, because you know I don't mind doing that. My, I thought my lane was to be a singer, right? I did praise and worship. Did a little, did a little single. Went on Sunday's best. Woo. You know, all that stuff. I I pursued it because I thought that was my lane and that was my anointing because of what a prophet said. So I'm going full tilt on it, right? But the reality was it wasn't the singing because every time I would be on the pulpit, the singing always switched. There was always a switch that happened, and it became more of a preaching than a singing. Now, I don't think y'all heard me. So, when you know that that switch turns to the other side, and you know, okay, I'm in this sling as a singer, but God has me in a whole nother place. That place is your lane. That place is your anointing. Let me explain why. Because it's the most uncomfortable one. Uh Uh-oh. 
I don't think they heard me, Pastor Gene. When you are in your lane, it is the most uncomfortable. Why? Because it's bigger than you. The anointing is bigger than you. And you got to grow up in the spirit and be pressed to be in your lane. You have to be anointed by the spirit and co-signed by the spirit to walk in your anointing. The process takes time. If you don't choose to be broken, then you can't be in your lane. Thus, you'll not be walking fully in your anointing. Uh Uh-oh. Now, what gets to me is that we have the church that's called, I like to call them the seeker churches. And now... We have the emergent church groups that have adopted this notion that there are there are different philosophies of church ministry in today into world today. So, of course, Paul reveals to us in the chapter four of Ephesians that the church is for the believer and that the ministries of the church are primarily for the purpose of equipping the saints so that they can do the work for the ministry. Wait, wait. Did I say that right? For the bishop and first lady. Wait, wait. No, no. Wait, wait. For Pastor Gene. Wait, wait. Did I say it right? Uh, oh, okay, I'm sorry. For the work of the ministry. Okay, yeah, there we go. So, Christians, believers, we are to be equipped to be sent out, Pastor Gene, Brother Dom, Minister Tyron. Yes. That's what it says mm-hmm. here in the Word. You don't got to take my word for it. It says it right here. And the lost are not to be diverted into the church so that that, that so that we can save them. We want to have outreach ministries in the church. However, our primary emphasis has to be to edify and equip the saints so that we can send them out to win the lost. If non-believers come to the church, we certainly do want to be sensitive to them and, if possible, lead them to Christ. Now, a lot of us don't even know how to do that right, Pastor Gene. We, mm. we don't mm. understand that we have different people being risen up. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about this in March. We have a different kind of people that are coming into the fold. These people are raw. They haven't been Mm -hmm. churched. They don't know Mm -hmm. the language. They don't know the dress. Mm -hmm. They don't know any of that. Mm -hmm. They're just coming in there Mm -hmm. and listening to you. Now, this is Mm -hmm. why we need to equip the saints because if we don't equip our ministry, our pastors in the house, 
ministers, deacons, whatever it is. My point is this. We have to understand that the people that are walking in are sensitive to the fact that they know about this Jesus, but they're watching you. Now, a lot, well, let me stop saying a lot. Some churches allow you to look at them, the leaders, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. the powerful staff that's sitting on the pulpit with you or the ministers that are sitting in the front row, they automatically look to the pastor. Now, if your ministry had everyone equipped, then it doesn't matter who ministers to the new breed that's coming into the fold because all of us would be equipped to do the work. Now, some of us have the anointing to minister to the next generation. That's your lane. Some of us have our anointing to speak and, and, and make direct effects to the people that come into the fold. See, these are the things we need to be aware of as leaders. We want to take all of the reins. So what's the point of having a ministry team when they don't minister and you are doing all the talking? Uh-oh, I got mm-hmm. in trouble with mm-hmm. that one. So that's my final thought. I'm going to put a tag and a stamp in it. We're going to go around. We're going to have final thoughts. So I'm going to start with you, Pastor Gene. What? Why can't we be ready to talk or be sensitive enough to lead the people that come from the outside in. We got our blind spots on. So how can we equip the men and women of God? Let's get back to basics. Amen. (laughs) Amen. You know, one of the most profound things uh, one of my Bible uh, school instructors said is that sheep make sheep. Sheep create sheep. You don't. The leader, the pastor, the shepherd is to minister to the sheep and train them to go out and bring in other sheep. And if you do not understand that concept, then your ministry cannot grow. Sheep produce sheep. And and, and, and and when we, we, we don't have a revelation of that, Pastor Chris, we think it's all about us. We think it's our preaching, our prophesying, our big building. We think it's all about us. But if we would just sit down for a moment and think about that. Sheep bring sheep. Sheep, when they go out and other people see them and see their lives being changed, and hear what they're saying about the ministry. And sheep are inviting other sheep to come into uh, the, 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 the services or the different fellowships. Then sheep are bringing in the sheep. One person or a group of, of, of five-fold ministry cannot fill up a, sh- a church. It's the sheep that bring in their family. It's the sheep that bring in their, their, their friends, their co-workers, 
is the sheep that go out and invite people. And if we could understand that, I remember God telling me once, just because I've called you the shepherd doesn't make you special. If I, I, I send forth shepherds because I love my sheep. Don't get it twisted. My sheep are special. <laughs> That's why you're a shepherd. We have to, we have to, you know, we have to keep ourselves up. Humble. Amen. We must remain humble. We must understand, and there are different characters in the Bible, Pastor Chris, that we can learn from, from the Old wow, and the New wow. Testament. Amen? And then Amen. let's look at Abraham, because we really sometimes, you know, we congratulate ourselves prematurely when we, you know, when really the glory belongs to the Lord. Now, we look at Abraham. When, when God found Abraham, Abraham was godless. He was a heathen. He, they, the people that he came out of sacrificed their children to demons. But God saw something in Abraham that, 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 that would obey him, that would serve him. And God called him out from amongst his people. Amen. And on that journey, God began to um, develop a relationship with Abraham to the point that that Abraham became his friend. Amen? But Abraham had to, the only way that Abraham can become, could be called the father of faith is because of the relationship that he had with the father. Amen? So number one, we must have that relationship, Pastor Chris. We must understand, even though God has called us to ministry, we cannot make sheep. Sheep reproduce. Sheep reproduce. (laughs) Mm. Amen? If we could just that one, Pastor Chris, I believe that would help us humble ourselves a little bit. Amen? Amen. Moving on, let's look at Joseph. Even though Joseph Mm. was gifted and God gave him a dream or a vision, letting him know what he had created him to do. That very vision, when he spoke it prematurely, separated from his family. So in Mm -hmm. order for the manifestation to take place, look where it took him. It took him to the pit, to the prison, and then to the palace. Amen? Mm -hmm. But along the way, what happened? He developed that relationship with the Lord. He realized that he was not all of that, that it was because God chose him. So he had to humble himself. He had to go through some lonely times. He had to know that the Lord was going to be with him. He had to go back and forth with the Lord saying, God, I know this is what you gave me. God, what did I do? Did I miss it? Why why am I here in prison instead of in the palace? I was in the palace, Lord. I was so close. Mm. Thought of what was it? God required his character to be forged into Joseph, even though Joseph had had a dream. Amen. You know, let's Amen. let's even look at Moses. God spared his life when other babies' lives were being destroyed because they were trying to get to the deliverer of God's people. Now, when when Moses uh, became um, an adult and he realized that God was calling him to be the deliverer 
and he tried to do it his way, what happened, people? He ended up running. <laughs> he ended up running away from what God was calling him to. I think you kind of said that, Pastor Chris. He ended up running away from what God was calling him into. Amen? Let's look at Peter. Look at Peter. Walked on water. But then when Christ began to expound upon what his mission was, Peter turned around and rebuked the Christ. Rebuked the Christ. What did Jesus say? Minding the things of Satan Get behind mm. me But Peter was called To be an apostle Amen That's right. But when he tried to do it In his own ability Do it the way he thought it should be done Christ told him He was minding the things of Satan mm. but, but he was so transformed By the end Of his life when he was, he died the same way Christ died, but he said, I'm not even worthy to die totally the way my Savior died. So he was crucified upside down because he felt unworthy. So, let, let, you know, we can see, we can see throughout the Bible. We looked at Paul. When Paul thought he was doing God a favor, God knocked him down off the horse and said, why are you persecuting me? Mm -hmm. He thought he was helping God. But in his own ability, when he had no relationship and no uh, revelation of, he he was doing God a disservice until God got a hold to him, changed his name, turned him around to the point that the very people that he was killing and imprisoning and robbing he began to lay down his life for and he was so transformed in his relationship with the Lord that this man after doing all those terrible things to the children of God could boldly say I've wronged no man he was so transformed by his relationship with the Lord and allowing God to deal with everything in his heart that was uh, that was in opposition to God's will for his life, to and receiving God's forgiveness, that he could make that statement, allow that statement to come out of his mouth, that he had wronged no man. I remember reading that saying, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> mm. Now that's some kind of relationship right there. And so, Pastor Chris, that's what I'm saying. A lot of times we think our gift is going to get us through, but God is saying, no, your relationship with me is what will carry mm-hmm. you through. That's right. That's right. Amen. Well, amen. Amen. Well, before I get to Brother Don and Minister Siron, we got a very special guest. So, caller, who's on the line? And give us your breakdown on today's hot topic. You have the floor. Well, this is, well, first off, thank you for allowing me to just say a couple of words. This is such a great topic because uh, it's amazing when God lines things up. I was just speaking to someone earlier this week about being in your lane. And I did know the subject when I first called in. 
and I got the subject, and it is amazing that so many people of God don't know their lane. It's almost mind-blowing. And I was one, too, that didn't know my lane. And I believe, Pastor Chris, you said something about um, uh, it's it's uncomfortable. And not only is it uncomfortable, but most times people who are in the lane of anointment don't want it. So, therefore, we spend many years reaching and searching for everything but what God has put before us. I was one. I'm, I, I, I was one. Seriously, I was searching real high and low, looking for everything other than the lane of anointment, which put me in the lane, in the fire lane of hurt, hurt and hunger, hunting for whatever I could find other than the Lord. And after you go through that so much, you realize at some point when God has a purpose on your life, If your lane is to be a minister, your lane is to be a teacher, your lane is to be a bishop, an apostle, whatever lane God has for you in his ministry, you're going to get there. It's a hard process, but it's a beautiful lane once you understand why you're there and you begin to see the beauty within the beast. I just want to say thank you for this subject. And then you one final thing, how do we get people who don't know God? To come to God, as you said, we have to go to the back to the basics. And the one thing that people miss now, we have to let them know it's okay to be where you are. Start That's right true. where you are. And so often, so many people trying to come to Christ feel like they got to be church perfect before they mm-hmm. get there. But if we will just stop, stop our holy rolling and our oh. holy hollering. And pay attention to the Holy Spirit. We will be able to recognize those who are confused and feel like they got to be church persons. So we'll just stop it for one moment and get in the lane of letting people know it's okay to be where you are and share our own truth. We didn't get here overnight. That's right. It was a long journey, but you can come along. And it's a nice lane to be in. Thank you. God bless you. And keep the good work up. Amen. God bless you for calling in and thank you for your powerful insight onto this subject. So this is what I love about this platform. It's just everybody just just comes in here. But we're running out of time, so I'm going to stop talking. So, Brother Don, your final thoughts, and then we go to Minister Siron, and then we're going to get up out of here. You have the floor, Brother Don. Amen, amen. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be brief here. You know, it was so many so much good stuff coming out today. So many so much good ministry that, that I heard here today. But if I had to boil it down and, and, and you know what we're saying, knowing your lane is knowing Christ. You know, and that's the overall thing that I heard towards the end of this message here is you know we have to really understand and know who Christ is. And I think that's part of the problem with what we get here now is we really don't know. We're still standing around serving a crucified Christ instead of a risen Christ. We're supposed to be transformed into the image of a warrior, a deliverer, you know. So we've got to know who we are to stay, to find out 
who you are and what you're supposed to be doing in the body. And that is only going to come by spending time with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, because right now in our lane in the United States where we are, if he had you go somewhere else, the lane that they drive in is on the opposite side of the road. And that has to be recognized. But that's not going to be recognized till you understand the lay of the land and whom you serve and who's the authority that you're under. So that is, I know I'm going to let that soak in. That's pretty deep, but I'm going to let it soak in. But that is what it's about, knowing who Christ is truly in our lives. You know, not just knowing it from a sense of uh, churchdom or, or, or Christendom, but to really know and understand who he is as his bride, as his relational, as him being your Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. Mr. Siron, your final thought. Well, listening in, it's a lot of good things said. Pastor James Wright, sheep create sheep. See, I found my. Uh oh. Cut off. Uh oh. I don't know if he's gonna come back on or not, but we ran out of time. Um. We can't hear you, Minister Siren. If you can hear us, we can't hear you. So I don't know what happened. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's close this thing out right. Do you have any final thoughts, Pastor Gene, before we get out of here? Hey, Amen, brother. You know, I just also would like to encourage the listeners today. Uh, and, and, uh, and out of everything that we've said, I think the most important thing for us to remember is that Jesus Christ came in the form of man, in the guise of man, to redeem us, the ones that were lost, the object of God's affection. His love for the Father caused him to react to the separation that was, that, that was there because of our sin. And that is still activated today. That grace is still activated today for us to draw near to him. Because he said, if you draw near to me, then I will draw near to you. And, and God is still offering that invitation today. Amen. He's saying, I'm giving you a brand new, fresh revelation that is not by might and it's not by power. But it's by the Spirit of God that we're able to uh, uh, boldly approach his throne of grace and mercy, just like we are. Because of his grace, that we, we can be purified and justified and redeemed and restored and to a place where we can enjoy a relationship with our Father and also have benefits. So it doesn't matter where you are or what you've done, we can draw close to him. And he can clean us up from the inside out. And the most beautiful thing about it is we will then know with a confidence that we are loved by the Father and that we were not a mistake, that when he called us forth, he appropriated whatever grace was necessary for us not to just make it through this life, but to be more than an overcomer in this life 
And then at the having that relationship of intimacy with him, and then at the end of it, be joined to him for all eternity. It's a win-win situation for us, this gift of salvation. Amen? Amen. Mr. Siron, are you there? We can't hear you, brother. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and close the show. Here's my final three cents. Know your Lord. Let me give you some scripture. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 through 11. You can read it at your own time, but I'll read some of it for you. It reads, Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteous, which is from God by faith, that I may know him with the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. By any means, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Now, I'm going to put a pin in it because that's going to start off next week's show. Yeah, we're running out of time, but put a fork in that one. Write it down. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8 through 11. We're going to go into part two of our series. What's my lane? Your anointing is for you. So, family, we are done. So we're going to get out of here with some Tasha Cobb with Sierra with In Spite of Me. But you are more than you think and greater than you heard. And when you see the psalmist's voice, when you see Pastor Gene, Brother Don, Minister Siron, myself, at the mall, shooting the breeze, having picnic, drinking lemonade, all that stuff. Walk with us, family. Let's go. We'll go. We love ya. See ya.